Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, this is speculating season, because we're a bit we we're not really sure when free agency is gonna start. Obviously we've had a we've had a good few reports since the playoffs have ended surrounding the Toronto Raptors, rumors flying around and all those sorts of things, but Now's the time we sort of want to throw out there the types of players that we'd like the Raptors to sort of go after. And obviously there's a couple big names in this year's free agency like uh, Anthony Davis, Drogic on the Heat. But we're looking at guys that could potentially fit the, the cap range the Raptors could go at. But, you know, there hasn't been any specific rumors around them surrounding them yet. Obviously the Montrezl Harrell one, we made a video on that last week. So he won't be brought up in this video. Well, just to what, yeah, we'll look at guys that maybe are around what he would command. And Ben, we're we're really this this season, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sing this from the Raptors. This season is about the the Toronto Raptors staying in playoff or championship contention, not being necessarily a championship mm-hmm. team. But we're looking at next season's free agency, landing the likes of Giannis, whomever, obviously the Giannis tracker. But I don't think that. I don't think that the Raptors are a destination if they fall out of playoff contention. They slip down to that seventh seed, that eighth seed, if they have a really bad uh, next regular season. I think that they need to stay strong. They need to stay competitive. And that's why this free agency is not as important as next year, but it's still important, Ben. Yeah, for sure. So, obviously, we have some guys leaving. We brought up Fred. We brought up Serge. We brought up Gasol. But... So there might be holes to fill, and one area that has been looked at, especially where Gasol is the one that everyone expects to be gone, is filling up that sort of big position. And the first guy I want to talk about, he just got knocked out of the playoffs, Riker, Jeremy Grant. He's been an absolute beast for the Denver Nuggets during their playoff run. He's 6'8", he's big, he's long. He can fill up one of those sort of small ball bigs on the on the court that we've been talking about and the Raptors sort of went with in clutch moments during the postseason. And he can shoot the three. He played phenomenal wing defense and help defense on guys like LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George, all these sorts of players. And even though we ha- we do have a-, a few guys, and I think his name was brought up on Raptors Reddit when saying that, oh, he plays too similar to Siakam and-, and OG and those guys, but those are the types of players you want on your team. Long wing defenders that can shoot the three, that can drive, do all these sorts of things. So I think even though we do have some guys that have a similar skill set, I think he would fit in perfectly with this Toronto Raptors team. Right? And you talk about personality as well. That has They have to buy into that 3 and D system chemistry he i 100 percent agree he'd fit in ben and he is the mold you're you love the potential of playing that small ball lineup next year you're like i don't care if we lose yeah. serge ibaka i don't care if we lose marcus all i'm well, I, I care if we lose ibaka i don't i'm not but yeah but I'm listen i posed that. the question i said if the raptors can't re-sign ibaka are their hopes done because i said basically their ability to compete next year hinges completely on serge ibaka and you said that that's not necessarily the case so you're much more of a believer. Yeah, but in that I, I I want Surge back. I think we'll be fine. Just to like preface this, because I I want Surge back as much as any Raptors fan. But I do think we could potentially be fine with a small ball unit. But Surge will definitely be essential for us going forward, in my opinion. And I'm not trying to debate you on that. I'm just saying if yeah. if you know they can't and we buy into the the Rockets small ball lineup, we know that of course it still depends heavily on having your guys that slip into that center role being athletic, being large but mobile, right? And that's when you say, would he work with the Raptors? The answer is yeah. And you look at his playoff output, obviously his three-point shooting dipped a significant amount. I think he was 33% or less and had a couple of like 0 for 5, 1 for 6 performances. But on the regular season, 
obviously he's going to improve over the offseason. On the regular season this year, he was shooting 38, 39% from three, 12 points per game, and a terrific defender. So this guy, what I forget what you were saying. What was he looking at um, commanding? Like, yeah, there's an article value? came out. There was an argument that, uh, article that came out and said they, they expect him to make around the, the $15, $16 million range, which is one of the reasons I wanted to bring him up because in the Montrez Hill video, that's what sort of everyone is expecting he's going to get. So I'd much rather give that Montrez Hill money that we've been rumored to, to be throwing out there to a guy like Jeremy Grant. 100%. I don't think anybody would argue that. I'd give him more money than yeah. $16 million, and I'd, I'd give him maybe a multi-year <laughs> extension, too. I wouldn't mind having this guy as a Raptor just moving forward. Yeah, no, completely. Especially, and some people, because obviously, Harold, people argue he's a better rebounder. That could be debated, especially during these playoffs. But I think, in general, Harold averages more rebounds, definitely averages more points. But in terms of the style of play you want to run with, Grant is athletic mobile shoots threes plays defense and even though Harrell's a better scorer I think Harrell's a better player in 2008 rather than 2020 2021 or whatever yeah and if you're looking at you're not bringing in a creator a playmaker but that would be the same thing if you're replacing any of our bigs with Harrell or any guy that can't do that as well and so if you can put a guy out there that can defend can shoot threes it's an easy choice but is he is he unrestricted or is he a player option Ben I believe he's unrestricted. Uh, I think he has a player option, but he's going to turn that down from all right. accounts. But I can't see Denver letting him go if he was maybe one of the more integral pieces of this team. I mean, obviously, they weren't able to get it done against the Lakers, but uh, he was he was looking nice alongside Jamal Murray and Jokic this year. Well, I guess they have big decisions coming up with Paul Millsap. Obviously, he's an unrestricted free agent this year. He's been an essential part to that team. But Grant is the younger guy, so they might lean with going to him. But they have Jamal. They have Jokic on max contracts. They have uh, Gary Harris, who's a guy that might look to get more money coming up. You know, they they have a lot of pieces. So Grant will sort of come in as a a one-year deal. Jokic even mentioned how there's probably going to be some players leaving next year because they can't just re-sign everybody. They have a bunch of free agents, and that's why they made that midseason trade, sending Malik Beasley to the Minnesota Timberwolves. He just got arrested. I think there's potential. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's that's some big news now. Before we switch on to the next guy, and I don't want to dwell on him because there's more interesting people to talk about here, but... You, you mentioned it as well. Like They have some choices to make now around that sort of power forward position with P- Paul Millsap also being an unrestricted free agent. Would you like to look at Paul Millsap as well, or is that a guy that you disregard maybe due to age or his, you know, obviously having less mobility and uh, maybe a less good defender than um, Jeremy Grant? Paul Millsap's been a guy, if you look back to our, our OG podcast back in 2017 or when we when we got this this all started, Millsap seemed to be rumored to the Toronto Raptors every single season, Riker. It was a, it was a huge topic of discussion, Paul Millsap going to the Raptors. And now, like I think he would he would have prime Paul Millsap would be a perfect fit on this team, especially going forward, the small ball, the defense and all that sort of stuff. But now He's a he's a decent three point shooter. He's slower. I'd love to have him on the team for not a lot of money. Like if we could give him ten million a year or something, then I think he'd be a perfect fit. But at his age presently, I don't know if a long term high money deal would be ideal for for Millsap. But who knows? But I don't want him taking any bit of like a Sergi Baca or another big man's money. Well, that's true. And this guy's thirty four. I think he's entering his fourteenth season. Like I said, I don't want to dwell on him as well. But if you're saying he's coming up, and we're really talking about looking to fill in that four or five slot, he would technically fill into a smaller 
lineup, like a small ball lineup with his ability mm-hmm. oh, to yeah. stretch the floor. But I'd agree. Age is certainly a factor. And, you know, you're, if you're going to be paying a guy upwards of 15 million or more, you kind of want him to be a younger player that you can develop around that still has maybe not reached their ceiling yet. So, yeah, I, I like I like the sound of Jeremy Grant. I think people would agree. But, Ben, we have more people to talk about. We're already eight minutes in. Probably could have just made a full video on Jeremy Grant, to be honest. But let's keep talking about free agent. Yeah, for sure. We're talking about the big names. We'll we'll make videos coming up too about more the the role player, the the lesser money guys in the market. But another big name, Riker. He's been floated around. There's rumors we might have traded for him during the regular season. But Daniel Gallinari, Gallinari, I can't speak right now, but uh, played for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Took the Houston Rockets to seven games. Obviously, a terrific three point shooter and. Unrestricted free agent, OKC is a team that people know are trying to sell everything. They don't want to be good right now. They, I think their owner wants to cut salary and not be in the luxury tax and just ride on those picks and trust the drafting because they are a great drafting organization. But Gallo, his shooting, his ability to play defense, we talked about it during the regular season, Riker, before the pandemic and everything happened, but he's a guy I'd love to see on the Toronto Raptors. Ben, how many times have we talked about this guy when we talk about people we'd like to see on the Toronto Raptors? You know, you mentioned... Every time, brother. Every time. Every single time. I said, this is the quintessential Raptors player. This guy, he's... Maybe his defense... I don't know. Is his defense up to snuff? Like, we're giving him credit here. I don't think he's as good as maybe we're giving him credit for. I think he might still be somewhat of a liability. But you can hide one guy who's not amazing at defense. And you're getting a guy that's playing 30 minutes per game, getting 20 points around about 20 points and for the past two seasons shooting over 40 percent Ben from the three over 40 percent and how many people have we brought in saying that they could be potentially good perimeter shooters they should come in and uh, be able to get it done and then they just suck I don't think that you can say that about Gallinari he's bent he's bounced around the league and he's always been pretty consistent he's just a guy that can flat out score you know and he has height it's like bringing in Lou Williams but you know what you're gonna get and he's tall and that, and if you're looking at small ball lineups, that's the perfect player, Ben. I, I can't even say enough about wanting to bring in Danilo Gallinari. Yeah, he's listeners. But what's his market know, value? We, we, that's that's the question there because he's a guy that's had had some injuries, and a lot of people thought his contract of about twenty million per year right now was a major overpay for a lot of teams just because of the injury situation. And even though he averages twenty points per game. He's not considered a star or close to an all-star, just a really good starter. That's sort of his his label around the league. But now what he's done in Oklahoma City, obviously coming in there with Chris Paul and Shea and all those guys and completely overachieving, He's, I think his value has gone up. But I don't know if the he's... I say in today's market, especially... Well, we don't... We're talking relative to last year. All these numbers were thrown out. We're not sure how the salary cap is going to look. So if the salary cap is down by half because of lost revenues and all that, just adjust for that with considering the numbers we throw out there. But with that preface aside, I think he'll probably stay around the 18 to 20 million range, similar to what guys like Harold and Harold Grant, as we brought up, I think that's a range where we could sign a player to a short-term deal and keep one of our Serge Ibaka, Fred Van Vliet's, and maintain that flexibility for 2021 record. Yeah, and you also have to look at the enigma that is um, the Oklahoma City Thunder because I don't know whether or not he fits into 
their future. And I know that there's some arguments around them trying to completely reshuffle. Uh, they, you know, before the season started, they said this is probably going to be a one-year team, and then they're just going to go for a rebuild. But now, obviously, having success in the regular season, making it very close into advancing on to the second round, they might be looking at guys that were able to give them good output this year, and maybe they want to run it back, but just slightly modified. So I wouldn't be surprised if they give them a contract in the same way that I wouldn't be surprised if they they let them walk. But I would I would say Ben, he's given you a full healthy season. Everybody around the league says, we want to play smaller, we want to play fast, we want to have the ability to shoot, stretch the floor, and this guy, he's been out there, he's doing that at a high clip now for two seasons. I'd say that his value, his market value, has probably rose this year. Oh, it's definitely rose this year, and to to just say something about the, the Oklahoma City Thunder... Apparently their owner, their team is losing money or whatever, especially with everything that's gone on. So they don't want to pay any money right now. They just want young players and those sorts of those types of guys that they can develop and become a good team in a few years. That's what I've heard from the different podcasts and reports and all that. But that could be, as you said, we don't really know what's actually going to happen with the Oklahoma City Thunder. They've been a great franchise for a long time, but I think they want to re- retool to really get a championship contender because they don't want to be a middle of the pack small market team they know the way that they make money is just massive deals so but outside of Oklahoma City there's going to be a lot of teams itching to sign Gallinari and the Miami Heat are another team that's been sort of looking for those types of players they almost traded from the deadline as well and you know I I don't think the Heat will win the championship this year I'm throwing that out right now I think they'll either lose the Celtics or the the Los Angeles Lakers but I think they look at their roster as one piece away, and maybe they overpay for Gallinari to bring that piece in, especially with how close they've gotten this year. So I'm in agreement. There might be he might be a tougher guy to get, but I don't know if we could get him. I I'd like to sign Daniil Gallinari right Yeah, I'd pay him. But would you pay him on a short term contract, or would you sign him? Would you give him a three year, a four year? I think you sign Gallinari. You 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 keep you him in. If you need to reshuffle thing, I I don't think his trade value will ever get too low to the point where you can't move a deal of him around where he's at yeah, now. Because he's you know? a guy that would have been nice realistically in that Celtics playoff series. Oh my God! Someone that could just put the ball in the in the hoop, man, would have been nice. Yeah, seriously. And, you know, he's playing around guys that command the ball a lot, that dribble. He's not the primary guy. Like, he was third, fourth option on that uh, OKC team. Obviously, the ball handled by Shea Gilgis-Alexander a lot, Chris Paul. So you can look at the same thing with Siakam and Fred Van Vliet. So if you're looking at him as a third, it would it would work. Ideally, on paper, you know, on paper, it would work really well. So I'd pay him. I'd give him money. I'd give him the bag. Would you rather have Jeremy Grant or Danilo Gallinari, Riker? That's a tough one. How old is how old is Danilo, Danilo Gallinari? Because we're saying they're going to make around the same money, and Danilo Gallinari is a much more proven scorer. And if you're just looking at offensive output, that is more valuable for this Raptors team that typically struggles come playoff time with guys that are able to just consistently score. You know, they, they look to that option. They look to guys, you know, they go through these big stretches where people that are playing well throughout the regular season. They just seem to fall off come playoff time. And you can say the same thing. Jeremy Grant did that this season. So if you had a guy like Gallinari in, he's able to hit threes. No matter what the pressure is, you'd almost rather have him. But if you're stretching them out and yeah, you're giving so, away all your money, I, I don't know. 
Yeah, he's 32 years old, but again, he's a shooter. He's one of those guys that you know, people shooters age well. That's what that's what people say. I guess injuries might be a bit of a concern with him with his his age, but in terms of his playing ability, I don't think he's going to fall off a cliff anytime soon. Grant is about 26, I believe. So, it's the age factor. I think Grant fits more with our timeline, fits more with our style in terms of defense and all that, but it might not be a bad thing to have different types of players sort of come in, and by no means is Gallinari a bad defender. So we're, we're talking about, because when we talk about Raptors good defenders, we're talking about guys that can absolutely clamp other teams, because Raptors have one of the best defenses. I think it was top two in the NBA this year, with players like OG Ananobi, Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, pa- passing people, uh, Lowry taking charges, being a hound, Norman Powell's athleticism, Ibaka's blocking. He's not in the, in the echelon of those types of players, Riker, but... He's not bad. He's not someone that you can't play, you can't have on the court during defensive stretches where you you need to stop. He's not someone you have to completely hide. No, because he has height, right? If if Matt yeah. Thomas and was out quick. there 6'9", then you you could probably play him for way longer as well. And Matt Thomas was actually serviceable. Mm-hmm. I know I'm, this is completely tangent point, but you know when a guy has height and he can shoot, it's just become such a valuable asset to have out there. Yeah, and he's not slow, right? Like, in theory, Gasol, well, I guess Gasol's a good defender, but, you know, the, some of those big shooters like Bertons or something, you know, the Wizards had a horrendous defense, and he's a free agent too, but I guess the defensive side of things would would keep me from wanting But he's a good shooter too, but uh, we won't get into the Berton situation right now. But Gallo's not a guy where he's just completely immobile as a bigger wing to, to really guard people. No, I'd agree. And now, Ben, we're, we are going super long. This is, this is an interesting one because we're still going to want to break down bigs. And if I think if, if it plays out that the Raptors don't sign Marcus All, they may or may not sign Serge Ibaka and cap space. I mean, we are sort of treading around the idea to say because of the contracts that the Raptors are potentially losing, they could sign a guy for $20 million on a one season and still have space for the bigger names like Giannis. But we, we could also make potentially a video to say, all right, if we just need a serviceable big, a traditional big, whatever, a guy that can rebound, and we want to pay him like $5 million to $10 million, we can make a full bit video on the free agents available for that. But um, again, this is one more about yeah, the I- more exciting players, Ben, and I think there's one or two guys left to talk about. Well, I think we're 18 minutes in. Let's know. I think we can make this a sort of series, Riker, maybe yeah. get some more contact because we don't want to – we, we want to – really flesh out these types of players especially where we're speculating right now and and talking through things as raptors gms would or whatever we are theoretically being right now so yeah let us know in the comment section if you want some more of these like free agent talk videos i know there people like like those sort of discussions so yeah you guys are the best for making this far check out the twitter the instagram all that cool stuff we got lots of cool content coming now these weeks you know the off seasons here Riker, any last words and a live video is coming one of the first ever Bro, we're hyping it up, G. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>